Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. everyone welcome to the chris o show on 88.7 fm the bay and we'll be sharing this on muskokunlimited.com you know who it is it's chris o your host today there are two wonderful individuals joining me and i'm very pleased to meet mike fox um, of food for kids he's one of the board members mike thank you for coming thanks chris and then we also have sarah thatcher who i've known for a long time too long she's driving me crazy with emails and messages of all the weird and wonderful things she gets herself into and sarah is also a board member for food for kids it's true hi chris <laughs> so thank you for joining me um the first thing we're going to talk about and either one of you can answer or play off each other whichever way you like is what is food for kids so, Food for Kids Muskoka is the newest chapter of a food program um, for children in school for the weekends who do not have any food. So, with COVID and what has happened with the pandemic, we recognize that there's a big need for children to have food on the weekends. So, what we're going to do is fill that void. We'll be providing food on Fridays. It will be delivered to schools, and then children will be able to take it home with them to enjoy over the weekend. Oh, nice. That's actually a very noble cause. And in, in this day and age, when there's so many people using food banks, so many people with with extra needs, especially with the economy all messed up and inflation hitting, even just families who thought they would never have to worry about this mm-hmm. stuff, who never had food insecurity, all of a sudden are facing it, right? Absolutely. So this is a really noble cause, and I'm really glad you guys are bringing it to Muskoka. And Mike, um, from your perspective, um, other than what we just talked about, um, why why is this important in the community and why is it important for the community to get behind Food for Kids Muskoka? Well, that's, um, you know, as you just said, uh, one, you know, one in eight Canadians now, Canadian families uh, have food insecurity. Um, many, many children, uh, and again, Sarah and I are both uh, educators and uh, we, we see this uh, in, in our schools and in our community. And I think what uh, I've just moved back to Ontario from New Brunswick and um, uh, located here in, in Huntsville and getting to know Sarah and, and uh, her family and, and educators in the area of food insecurity, uh, particularly, um, you know, weekends and summer uh, have uh, certainly just uh, ballooned in terms of uh, not just because of COVID, but because of all of the, uh, you know, economic uh, realities of, mm-hmm. of uh, living today. So uh, I, I've really noticed in the community, I mean, everyone thinks that uh, Muskoka is full of well-off people who, um, you know, Canada's uh, sort of playground for the rich. And of course, the reality is and uh, uh, that, that, you know, children going to school need just as much help as anywhere else in, in Canada. And so I really see a need where, you know, many, many times you can say, well, that's, you know, that's the government's responsibility. That's whoever's responsibility. But this program I found really attractive because we can work with schools in our community uh, and families in our community uh, right away. That's awesome. And you're right. And it, it, it's one of the things where 
like we talk, I was talking with um, some of the people running the the breakfast programs and mm-hmm. stuff, and they and you could see how many kids maybe they didn't bring lunch, so they grab an extra bagel or they grab an extra fruit or whatever because they they didn't have breakfast or or they didn't bring lunch or because they they couldn't have it right. It's like almost one meal a day for some of them, right? Um, and so that something like this is important, and you're right, it shouldn't always be about government funding. It, it has to be community grassroots, um, and then the government funding can come later right right um but grassroots programs where the community is helping the community out and you know like you said as you as educators you see it more than anybody the 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 food needs of the children right and you know what families you can tell right um because healthy kids and and fed kids are the ones who are going to perform better Right. And it shouldn't be because they didn't eat that they're not getting to perform. Right. 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 Um, So in terms of the community helping, Sarah, how do we get involved? How do we help? How do we, you know, keep this program going and growing? Absolutely. So the very first way is like we're doing today, talking about awareness and advocacy. So um, like Mike said, we're both teachers and I've taken a step out of the classroom to advocate from the outside to be able to provide really just some eyes of what's happening. What are we seeing? Increase in problematic behaviors, um, increase in anxiety of students. I talked to a teacher the other day who said, Sarah, like Thursdays and Fridays now at school are really tough. And it seems that there's an anxiety level that students now have in approaching the weekend. They're headed home. There's no food. Stuff is happening that they're not happy with like there's a lot going on so first and foremost really talking about how can we change the structure of food security in our province really and in our region um working with the good food co-op kelly ebbs is a phenomenal partner and so just really bringing people to the table to say we know that this we know that food for kids muskoka is a band-aid solution this hopefully is not a long-term solution to Mm -hmm. this issue However, it's been it's been here for too long mm-hmm. and it's just getting worse. So number one is advocacy and awareness, bringing light to this. And I think once people hear, hang on a second, I didn't realize that kids don't have food on the weekends. We're really going to be able to all come together and solve this problem for a lot of students in the community. Um, second is that we're looking for some significant founding sponsors. So businesses or individuals who are interested in helping us um, maintain operations. Sustainable operations is my goal. As this is a charitable organization too, everyone is eligible for a tax receipt. Mm-hmm. Um, but So we're looking for some yeah, significant funding so that we can ensure that once we begin, we don't stop feeding gotcha. kids. So we don't want to say, hey, we're here and we're going to do this. Uh, but a year from now, we don't have any more funding, which often happens with charitable organizations. So it costs $15 a week. a month to feed a student. That's direct food costs. Mm -hmm. We work specifically with Food for Kids Ontario. We buy everything wholesale, Mm -hmm. which means we're not paying retail prices. We're getting, we're taking advantage of all those discounts that are available so that we're able to feed more kids. Um, So yeah, $60 a month is really what we're looking at. And we're hoping to start with, we know that the need is big, but we want to start scaling appropriately. So 50 kids is our target for September knowing that as soon as we begin, that number will grow. Nice. Nice. And Mike, um, you know, yourselves, you're on the board. Um, obviously, there's some other like-minded people who have joined the board. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about when you you guys first started talking about this um, and, and and started recognizing the need, how, how other people that have joined the board have come on, come on and, and, and why they felt it was their responsibility to come on? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of a, the third pillar of, of Food for Kids is the volunteerism. And uh, I think the early days, um, you know, just, just 
just uh, chatting with Sarah last year when the Community Foundations report came out for Muskoka. Mm-hmm. And it, it was quite alarming, uh, the number of families going to food banks, the number of insecure uh, families and children. And uh, that basically really sparked my interest and, and I guess uh, informed me of the real need. And so that, that notion for volunteers now, I think we, we very quickly, um, and again, Sarah is amazing because we have eight founding board members in the blink of an eye uh, in the summer. And uh, we know that volunteerism in the community is strong. So we're really quite, quite uh, excited to get going, starting, you know, having our first official board meeting tomorrow and uh, hitting Wonderful. the ground running. And of course, the support from, from schools, from principals have been uh, great. And having that, that community awareness that it is an issue, but often not how can I help. And, and so volunteerism is going to be a really major part of our initiative. Awesome. Awesome. And people can get involved. They just go to, where do they go? What website do they go? Yep. Foodforkidsmuskoka.ca. Perfect. Nice and easy to remember. We'll make sure that it's on uh, the Muskoka Unlimited website for you guys who are listening to go check out because we'll have a little story about that, a little more links that people can click on and get in touch with everybody. Um, Just so you know, uh, Mike said tomorrow, tomorrow from when we're recording is actually Friday, not the Monday from when this is originally airing. Um, So just so you know that you cannot join that board (laughs) (laughs) but you might be able to join future ones and get involved and and volunteer helping with all kinds of wonderful things that you'll be doing like uh, sarah was saying advocacy getting the word out um bringing in uh some funding and fundraising and getting some donations and dollars that's the way you guys can help um whoever's listening and guys is just my way of saying everybody it's not necessarily a gender thing don't shoot me and Um, so that's kind of what's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to finish up just a few things because it's almost time for a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're almost at our break time, but I do want to s- encourage people to check out foodforkidsmuskoka.ca. Um, get involved. It is important. I've heard from my own kids where they can tell who's who they, um, they can see in their, their schools, whether it's at the high school or whether it's at the public school, who might need a little extra help with food, who might need a little extra um, help with whatever social anxieties they're going through, health anxieties, food anxieties, whatnot. Um, so this is important. Uh, much like when we do grassroots sports or grassroots arts or grassroots music, um, grassroots um, helping f- kids get food is just as important. And it's it's just as necessary so that our community can thrive going forward. So there's my speech and my spiel. We're going to have a quick break on 88.7 FM The Bay or MuskokaUnlimited.com, wherever you're listening. And we'll be right back with Mike Fox and Sarah Thatcher of Food for Kids Muskoka. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. And welcome back to the show, everyone. You're listening to Chris O's show on 88.7 FM, The Bay, or on MuskokaUnlimited.com. Either way, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Two special, special guests. I already did the huge intro. Listen to part one for the huge, wonderful intro. We will just do a quick reintroduction. Both are board members from Muskoka, uh, Food for Kids Muskoka um, or foodforkidsmuskoka.ca to do another website plug. Um, So we have Sarah Thatcher and Mike Fox. And thank you again for being here. 
Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. So we were talking about all kinds of wonderful things. Again, read the story on MuskokinLuma.com or go listen to the first half. Like, seriously, guys, come on. Get on top of this thing. <laughs> um, but we were talking now about some of the support for Food for Kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the big supporters already on board, and there's, and there's space for more when you're listening to this, but one of the big supporters already on board is the... North Muskoka Good Food Co-op, is that where their, their full, full, full proper full name? name? Good, because yes. Kelly Ebbs will shoot me if I don't get it right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so let's talk about what they're doing and how we can help by going to the Good Food Co-op. Absolutely. So we're really excited to partner with them for the month of August. Um, Kelly has offered for everyone who purchases products at the North Muskoka Good Food Co-op, um, there's the plug, they will be able to round up their purchase, whether it's $2, $5 or more, and all of that money from the roundup will go to our launch for Food for Kids Muskoka. So all of the money will stay locally and people can make a big impact that way because we can ensure operational funding and then direct food cost funding. Uh, She's also offered to, yeah, have me come in and chat with her staff members to talk about what we're doing, why we're doing it, so that her staff are aware when people are like, whoa, we're going to round up. What does this go to? Um, And also, yeah, just providing us with food um, awareness. So working together with different organizations in the community to ensure that we're talking about food security, how to move um, forward with ensuring food for everyone in this community, whether it's food that we grow ourselves um, or, yeah, just creating more sustainable food options for people. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And it's and good for good for Kelly and her team um, at the at the food co-op to uh, we just call it at home. We just call it the co-op. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go get some meat at the co-op. It's always so farm and support our <laughs> local farmers and blah, blah, right? Um, so uh, it, it's great for them to jump on board. Uh, and, and I mean, obviously that's part of their mandate, right? Mm-hmm. Is to it, is to support local food and to support the community with, you know, farm fresh food. And obviously this ties into everything they're doing. So Mike, I know we talked in the first half, we're aiming for 50 kids. We're going to try and help 50 families in a sense, right. Um, in September, that's what we're trying to do. And we're going to be providing food on uh, Fridays to take home for the weekend. And, and is it like three meals a day? Is that kind of the goal? What are we trying to do? Like, is it just like a box of food that they can, you know, like, what are we trying to do? Yeah. We're really trying to make sure that, um, they don't just go without. And so each child, like they might be siblings, um, they would each get, um, you know, a food supply for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's food, it's healthy, it's uh, it's going to include the range of, of healthy foods, but can be prepared on your own, they can mm-hmm. be prepared together, contribute to, you know, the overall sort of sustainability over the weekend and, of course, the challenge in the summers. And the other point we should make, too, is that it's going to be done in a very discreet way mm-hmm. in the schools. Uh, it's not going to be large fanfare of, uh, you know, people yes. called to the office or anything no. to pick up your food. So it's done in a really, we've we've learned a great deal from Food for Kids Ontario and the other communities, the other five communities that are doing this. It, it really provides, um, you know, that stability over the weekend so you're not dreading, you know, the weekend, you're mm-hmm. not... Uh, you know, going going hungry. So it's it's uh, portable. It's uh, easy to carry uh, and discreetly done. Good, good. And I love the discreet part because we don't want to embarrass anybody. We want them to feel confident. We want them to feel supported and loved and 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 
you know, know that their community is behind them and that we're not going to make a big deal about it. I like that. That's important. That's hugely important. It's the same way like we talked about with the breakfast program. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, no, there no, you don't know who's who, you know, kids get food and they're able to get their day started a little bit better and, and on the right track. Right. So I think that's great. Now, you like you mentioned the summer challenge. Um, how do we how do we combat that eventually? So that will, we have a year to think about that, thankfully, Um, (laughs) right? Since we we can't launch this summer, Um, but it's always in the back of our minds. So because there are already five Food for Kids chapters across Ontario, they do things in a different way. Some of them during COVID just provided grocery gift cards for the summertime. Mm -hmm. Others of them made some food packs with food that they had um, from wholesalers and donations, different things, and then would send a big, like, take them to families' homes over the summer of kind of shelf-stable food. And then weekly there were donations where people could come and pick those up. So it'll depend on what we want to do in the community, how we see that working. Part of Food for Kids' goal also, though, is to remove barriers for people. So people who have um, issues with transportation, we know transportation is an issue for sure in Muskoka. Mm -hmm. So people who are unable to get into town to go to the food banks or have those some real issues, the food is coming home with the kids. So Mm. in that way, we're also removing that barrier for yes. transportation, which I feel is really important. The food banks that are here also in Muskoka are doing a phenomenal job. And as most people now know, they have seen a massive increase, a skyrocketing increase of people coming and asking for help. So we're really trying to fill a gap, fill a void that isn't currently being met. Yes, yes. And I, and I like, and that was actually very important that you mentioned that. Um, there are mobility issues. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of everything you mentioned, but that's a huge issue for yeah. people getting into town, getting what they need, getting those supplies. And if you're already, you know, not fed, don't have the funds to even feed yourself, mm-hmm. you, you're you might very much have those those like barriers to getting the food you need right. and, and stuff. So, no, I think that's that's a very important. I mean, it could do a combo. You could do a combo gift cards if there's some donations of gift cards and, you know, bringing food out to people who need it. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's options. And but you're like you said, there's a year to think about it. Correct. A whole school yeah. year. And um, I'm in a whole school year for other people to get involved and volunteer mm-hmm. a whole school year for businesses and individuals to donate funds. And are you accepting food as well, like the food banks do or just funds? Just funds. So because our food is uh, very specific for kids, right, Um, we're choosing food that is appropriate for them. And that also, like Michael said, like it's going home in a backpack um, and it has it can't be 15 cans. Right. Because then a a seven year old is going to struggle with opening those. So uh, Food for Kids Ontario and in Guelph specifically, they recently did like a little food challenge with some of the kids. They did some food (laughs) testing is what they did. Mm. So where they tried new like snap peas and some cucumbers and peppers mixed to like see what the reactions were from the kids. So oh, they've, gotcha. okay. they've engaged kids in the process to say like, what is working for them? So making sure that we're aware that this is food that's going to right the under 14 crowd. So they're going to have some specific needs. Maybe they can make mac and cheese themselves or they can make a soup or oatmeal, those types of things, but mm-hmm. we're not sending complicated meals home. These are simple meals to really just cover the weekend. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's important too. Yeah. Cause like you said, you don't want to, what kids really wants to carry a whole knapsack full of like right. cans in nope. this. You don't, right? you don't. And yeah. this way with donations of funds or gift cards or whatever, you can go buy food and you Correct. can put it in and make sure it's appropriate for the age group, mm-hmm. make sure it's appropriate in terms of the nutritional value towards it Correct. and make sure, like you said, it, it will last the, you know, the couple of days over the weekend just to get them through. Yeah. Right. And this, so, 
so. this model works really well, I think, from from the donor's point of view. So if I'm an in- individual who wants to donate and I want to sponsor a child, I know $15 a week, um, I can just have that funding go $60 a yeah. month and know that a child is being supported over, over the year. But it also works uh, at, a, at a corporate level um, where, you know, they don't have to, you know, many, many food drives, that sort of thing where you get, you know, 4,000 boxes of craft dinner and, uh, or as Sarah says, uh, inappropriate food uh, for the particular group that we're, we're dealing with. So yes. corporate donations, they know it's staying in the community yep. um, and, and funding then becomes the, the, uh, the, the key really to that that uh, individualized uh, donation. And of course, um, you can get a tax receipt as well. Yeah. And don't do it for the tax receipt. No. Do it because no. it's the right thing to do. That's right. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> it's amazing how many groups, though, and individuals say that, that you know, they're, they're, they're required to have a tax mm-hmm. number before, you know, you don't even start the conversation. Do you have a tax number? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and yes, you have a tax number, and you've yeah. gone through all the process, yes. and you're officially registered, et cetera, et cetera, and you can give tax receipts, and that's great. And if that's your thing, and that's why you're donating, fine, donate, get your tax receipt, do your little write off, <laughs> that's fine. But really, things like this that are community oriented, like for me, it's like okay, if I'm donating to the Cancer Society or I'm donating to Terry Fox, or, yeah, I want my receipt because mm-hmm. you're a huge corporation. I know people who work for your corporations. Right. I know how much money goes here, here, and here here because I know people who work for your corporations. <laughs> so yeah, I want my yeah. tax receipt when we're doing community things, whether it's, you know, like I said, sports or arts or this or food or whatever, that shouldn't be an issue. It should just be about supporting your community and whatever funds you give, you know, that's just going to support your community. That's and that's right. the important part. Um, so get your wallets out, get your checkbooks out, get your, whatever you need to get out and, and, and get in touch. Muskoka, um, the Muskoka chapter food for kids. So it's food for kids, Muskoka.ca. Um, we're almost done. So is there anything you wanted to mention quickly? We got like a minute left. Um, we're just really thankful already. We've just started and we've had numerous business, business people, uh, reach out from restaurants, from stores. Um, yeah, we're really excited to get started. And I really feel like once we shine a light on this issue, people are going to realize, Hey, this is important. And I want to be part of changing the story in Muskoka. Awesome. Mike, any final thoughts? Well, I, I agree with Sarah. I mean, it's, it's just such a positive, uh, initiative. Uh, it can't help, but, uh, help kids in our community. Nice. Nice. And thank you both for coming today. Thank you for sharing this good story. Thank you for being part of the people uh, doing this, getting this initiative and launching it and being on the board and getting things moving and rocking and rolling to help kids in our community. It's very important. Um, don't forget, I'm going to give them one more plug for now. Uh foodforkidsmuskoka.ca go check it out uh you're listening to the show on 88.7 fm the bay the chris o show also muskokalimited.com check it out we're gonna have a story we're gonna have links to everything in case you know that's just easier for you because you happen to be on the website we'll have all the links all you'll have to do is click it and help all right thank you everyone for listening thank you sarah and mike and have a great day